0: I thought you're not close enough. Sorry, young boy. I'm going to have to knock this down. he got
1: to I feel good, man. Just, uh, I've been in my bag all year. Clemens reverses it. And the pass goes into the end zone. The Nick and Foles. And touchdown by Nick Foles. The other board for the final time. Number 24 What's going on, listeners? It's the In My Bag podcast back again after a short break. Uh, It's Alex here on the mic with Kenny, as always. What's going on? What it do? We
0: back at it again, ready to run them numbers. And this week, our dedicated listeners, instead of Alex's usual essential stories, uh, we'll give him a break from exuding his stresses through the show and uh, indulge in his other habit, gambling with a little segment we're gonna start running called uh you want to bet and so we're from uh time to time i'll gauge alex's gambling nature with a couple of uh trends in current sports and see if he's gonna bet on it or against it you ready for this alex
1: like are these like real scenarios like with like
0: Yes, they are currently, no, not real betting odds. They are current happening scenarios. And we're going to gauge your interest on if you would bet that they will continue to happen or if it's not going to stay that way.
1: Okay. Well, I'm down to play, but I also want in the future some odds so that I I know if I can win some money. (laughs) Uh, I can't guarantee you that
0: buddy, but uh, we'll see. And first up on the list a uh not very heavily talked about topic this year. Alex, are you going to bet against or with the Raptors missing the playoffs this year? They have looked absolutely rough to start off with, currently sitting in uh thirteenth place mm-hmm. in the East. Uh, Eastern Conference, about two games ahead of Pistons for the last spot in the conference. Do they get their stuff together and uh, force their way in for a low seed, or are they going to be on the outside looking out this year?
1: So this is something that can be bet on. Um, um I'm going to go ahead and say – that they not, they're not going to make the playoffs and here's why because the Hawks and the Knicks have taken steps forward in that conference and the the Heat are technically not even in they would have to play in um so the the defending Eastern Conference champions aren't even technically in the playoffs right now so it's going to be tough for a team that has is that far down um what are they they are well, they're not actually only you, a they're... game and a half back
0: right. They're about a two game uh, yeah a game and a half out of the playoffs, two games behind the uh calves and the Hawks who are currently tied for sixth and seventh, and also only two games away from being the bottom team in the league right now. It's a really odd position to be in
1: right so um i'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards them not making the playoffs. The odds for them not making the playoffs is a plus one sixty four um i wouldn't go ahead i wouldn't put that down right now even though it is really good odds for how they've been looking lately like if you are someone who does like to bet and you want to go ahead and hammer that right now you would basically be double your money for something that's already happening so i'm gonna go raptors are not gonna make the playoffs
0: all right and while i cannot award our uh love co-host alex here with money at the end of these wagers. Uh, His pride will be on the line because I will be taking note of all of these bets and wagers that we do place and see how he comes out at the end of the year.
1: Please do. I'm interested to see.
0: All right, next one up. This one's going to have a little bit of of wiggle room here. So you might like this bet. It might be one you want to take. All right, so we've got the Utah Jazz remaining in the hunt for number one in the West. They are currently... I believe a uh, game back from the Clippers and the Lakers fighting for that number one spot seated uh, very warmly and snugly in at number three and having a very impressive and improved year so far this season, Alex. Do you like the Utah jazz to compete for that number one spot all the way to the end of the year caveat in order to be in competition for that number one spot, they have to end the season at least number three within three games
1: oh yeah if you're gonna put that in, like if you're up put those conditions yeah i love that because they're only a half game back right now the lakers do not care about the number one seed the clippers absolutely do so it's going to be the clippers and jazz fighting over it with the lakers just doing their own thing and they may end up second they may end up third they may end up first who knows they're just going to keep doing their thing and um not worried about uh, worry about what the standings say um per se but the jazz definitely need this number one seed they need home court Throughout the playoffs, uh, the Jazz have been underperforming over the last four years. We've been—I personally have felt like they've been a piece away for for a long time.
0: For a while now,
1: making some noise, and they haven't made any noise. So it's now or never. They've they've maxed out. uh, Gobert, Donovan Mitchell has to show up beyond what he did from his rookie year, and. They just have to they have to put something together now or they're gonna get swallowed up by the up-and-coming Suns, Grizzlies, um, and Nuggets.
0: All right. And, and what Pelicans. and what kind of wager maker would I be if I didn't just give you a few supportive stats to make you question whether or not you're betting right? Now, mind you, the Suns are at number three. I mean the Jazz are at number three. Right behind them, a game and a half, a team you have adored since the uh, offseason and their free agency moves are the Phoenix Suns. Right behind them, another team that you have absolutely adored and what they may be able to do this year, the Golden State Warriors. Those uh, two guys on those teams are your top two, I believe, uh, options for potential MVP this season with Devin Booker and Steph Curry. Not to mention, mm-hmm. you've got the Nuggets and Mavs, two teams that we were both very high on at the beginning of the season who had kind of a slumpage coming out at the beginning, but I don't think either one of us expects them to stay in that slump for the rest of the season. Still like the Jazz?
1: Um, technically, yes, I do like the Jazz. Now, of the eight of the eight teams that are currently in the playoffs right now, Jazz would be the second team I would pick to drop out. So uh, it's kind of that's kind of contradictory to what I'm saying. But they're playing at a pace right now I think they can maintain, which is weird to say because that means that probably the Nuggets or the Grizzlies aren't going to make it in the playoffs. And that's going to be a strange thing to say because I think the Mavs are going to get back into it. So the Grizzlies and the Nuggets are going to be fighting – for that last spot. The Trailblazers may fall off, but I don't think Dame's going to let them. So that's completely beside the point of what we were talking about at the Jazz, but it's a very crowded West, and I think the Jazz are going to fight because they either have to fight to stay on the top or they may just fall out completely.
0: All right, so we're booking it. All right, Alex is on for a two-bit so far. All right, third up. So we've got a... uh... This one's also going to be a pretty nice early bet. I'm throwing you a few softballs on this first one. I'm going to have to uh, toughen this up for you next go-around. So next up, we're going to have Alex betting on Bradley Beal maintaining his status as the current NBA leader in points per game. Is Bradley going to pick up his first scoring championship, first scoring title this year? As of right now, he is currently averaging a smooth 30- 4.9 Jesus. points a game, almost 35 a game, Alex. That would be Jesus. the second highest average per game in a season surpassing MJ if he can keep that up all year, but not even getting close to sniffing Wilt's Chucks. Uh right behind him is Kevin Durant at 31.3. After that, a little bit more of a fall off with Damian Lillard and Steph Curry, both averaging 28.1. Bradley Beal going to keep up this hot scoring tear?
1: Not as hot as he has, he has been. Um, I think, honestly, if I had to put money on it, I'd put money on Kevin Durant. And then my my second tie for second, as far as who I'd put money on, would be Steph and, and Zach Levine. Um, Dame is probably going to stay squarely in third. I think Bradley Bill is going to take a dip because he's just going to get tired. There's going to be some nights where he's going to score 20, 23, and his average will just fall from that. Um, what's really propping him up is his 60 point performance, um, last, uh, two weeks ago against the, um, 76ers. And beyond that, um, I mean, he's scoring well. I mean, he stays in, you know, 30s. He's had a 40-point game. Um, But I don't think he has the stamina to keep up scoring over 32 points a game, which is what I think is going to take to win the scoring title this year, at least 32 points.
0: Okay. And once again, just see if I can knock you off that rocker a little bit, make you reconsider. So over his last, uh, let's see, six games here, we have seen Bradley Beal come out and drop 34 against the uh, Suns, 41 against a very game Boston Celtics team, 60 against the number one in the East Philadelphia 76ers, 27 against the Nets, and then 31 against Minnesota with 28 and 29 back-to-back against the Bulls. We've seen that man hit. Or be right at thirty almost every game so far this year. Not to mention Kevin Durant's got a brand new teammate in James Harden. It's gonna take some touches and some points away.
1: That's yeah, that's fine. Uh but like I said, that I think thirty two is the number is the magic number to be scoring champion this year. So if he keeps scoring thirty, he's gonna average thirty.
0: Now mind you he average 31 through all of December and through January so far he's at 38.6
1: because of his 60 point game if you take that 60 point game out he's at 31 again
0: I mean you can't just take the 60 point game out like what would you put in instead of the 60
1: point game like just no I'm saying game. like if you extrapolate that 60 point game because that's a that's an outlier at this point he would average around 31.
0: Uh, let's run those numbers and see how we feel about that. That will put him at 33 and a quarter. Okay.
1: And so, and then you average 31 and 33 and a quarter, and that's 32.
0: Which puts him right at your magic number.
1: Yeah. But he has to keep that pace, which is what I've been saying the whole time.
0: All right, so we've got him against Bradley Beal. And for your last bet here today, Alex, we got a special one for you, one nobody probably saw coming. Nobody would have put this man at the top of that leaderboard. But we have a potential new King of the Thieves this year with Mr. Larry Nance Jr. leading the league in steals with an astounding, like just absolutely like – I don't even understand what's going on with this Cleveland team right now. They're overperforming ridiculously. we got Larry Larry Nance Jr. leading the league in steals with 2.5. Kawhi Leonard right behind him at 2.1. Drew Holiday and OG Ananobi right behind him with 2. And then Jokic rounding out the top five with 1.9. Does Larry Nance remain the king of the thieves, or do we see some of our usual competitors pushing him out of there with Kawhi drew and OG showing off why they are some of the best defenders in the league and uh jumping up into those top spots ahead of them.
1: So I think that's Kawhi's um title uh this year because he I think he's a more consistent defender than Larry Nance. Larry Nance had just like we talked about with Bradley Beal, Larry Nance had a four still game that's really pushing his average up. So once we get some more games under under the under the belt and that regression starts happening, I think he'll go back to like the 1.9 2.1 maybe if he's actually focusing on getting steals, but I think Kawhi will have a greater number of steals plus a larger number of games played which will get him the steal championship.
0: All right, and once again, let's see if we can uh, knock you off that seat here. So, we do have Larry Nance's uh, four-steal game here just yesterday against Brooklyn, kind of boosting those numbers. But that is his third four-steal game so far this year. With most games seeing him at at around uh, two to three steals. That could be a regular thing for him now.
1: Four steals a game is not a regular thing. Not
0: four steals a game, but two to three with an occasional four. He's putting it up consistently right now. Yeah. Got him positioned to kind of free roam in that, not free roam, but kind of play almost a safety-like position in that defense where he can just shoot the lane or tip the incoming pass inside and make something happen off a fast break.
1: Yeah, I mean I wish him the best. Like I, I love Larry, Larry Nance. I like I love all the ex Lakers out there doing their thing. So I want to see him shine. So uh I hope he does win that scoring title. I hope I'm wrong.
0: But you're betting against him anyway. Yeah. All right. And that is you wanna bet and we will hold those down and hit them with a few more here coming and so say, if you want to suggest some bets for me to throw out at Alex or even throw some bets out on them yourself, feel free to, you know, reach out to us on social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, in my bag podcast. You can find us all over.
1: All right. Well uh, let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk um, NFL and NBA. Okay. We're back. Um, let's get into some football Kenny before we get back to the NBA. Uh, we got NFL playoffs going right now. And it's been it's been a nice ride so far.
0: It's definitely been a ride, I can say that.
1: Yeah, um the the your Saints, that was that was a tough a tough game to watch. But uh let's go let's go with that one first. Let's let's talk about that. What were your thoughts about the Bucks and Saints game?
0: Um I had some things confirmed uh, once the season closed and everybody kind of got to admit what's really going on. Now, mind you, with a sport like football, we know that there's probably about 2 to 3% of the league that is legitimately 100% healthy by the time playoffs, especially this deep in playoffs, comes around. But then, you know, you start to hear some of the things that, really really are going on like everybody knew drew Brees had the uh 11 broken ribs and the punctured lung which personally i still don't think he should have been back and playing i would have like as much as i would have loved to have seen drew Brees make a magical run through the end of the season to potentially take us to the super bowl i think for the sake of the future of the saints and even giving him a better chance to perform better at this clutch time in the playoffs We should have been able to see more Taysom Hill and especially more Jameis Winston at the end of the season and particularly in the beginning of the playoffs for teams, uh, and uh, particularly in the beginning of the playoffs, especially against the uh, Bears. I think the second half would have been great to just go ahead and let Breeze sit the rest of the way out and try to see if Jameis can put something together and look really good. Uh, once the uh, Bucks were up quite a bit and it was clear that Drew really just couldn't gut it out much more. I would have loved to have seen Jameis Winston have a chance to come in and maybe try to push the ball down the field like you're down 20 to 30. At that point, if you throw the touch uh, interception, the game just continues as it is. But at the least, if you can get another big play out of Winston, maybe cut it down to a three-point game, don't ask him to go win it, ask him to put us in position to tie it, see what we can do in overtime, I would have loved it. In addition, uh, finding out Drew Brees apparently had a um torn fascia in his foot as well as a uh torn roca- rotator cuff just really just kind of helped kind of explain what he looked like for most of this season. None of this year, even though the accuracy has been there, the quarterback mentality has been there, he hasn't looked like Drew Brees, and not even to say prime Drew Brees, but just the Drew Brees from the past couple of years where he hadn't been as strong of an arm or, you know, as much, which wasn't a lot of athleticism and playmaking ability on his feet as before. But it's just like he had none of it to end this year. On top of um, Michael Thomas admitting that he had some injuries that he should have had surgery for and really sat out most of the season, but he wanted to play through it and be there for Drew's last season. And it just kind of looked like it. And I hate that trying to make Drew's last year special really kind of came back to kick us back in the butt. And Tom Brady and the Buccaneers look like what most of us expected them to look like at this point in the season, which is a amazing team in great form with a guy who's going to go down as the best quarterback to ever do it.
1: Yeah, it was it was really a sad case to see <laughs> the Saints go out like that. Like, I don't want someone that I've been watching for so long and loved like Drew Brees go out like that. It, it was tough to see, mm-hmm. um, but the better team did win in this case, um, even though you wanted the saints to kind of keep rolling. But once you, once that matchup against Tom Brady was set, was set, it was pretty much a done deal. Like that's where Drew Brees's road ends. Um, and it's sad to see, but um, I don't even think we need to talk about, the other divisional game, the Rams and the Packers, the Packers are just amazing. And I'm going to go ahead and jump to the conference championship and pick the Packers to beat the Bucks.
0: See, I'm going to hold tight on that. I'm going to hold tight on that for one reason. I thought the Packers didn't look as great as a lot of people felt like they looked, and I think – hugely overlooked for them was Aaron Donald being hurt in that game Mm -hmm. because you could just tell like if you have if you really love football if you particularly really love defensive football then at some point in his time playing in the NFL you've watched highlights of Aaron Donald and the thing that that grown the things that that grown man does to other grown men and not just Average grown man, Like, I'm about the size of an average grown man, about six feet, a little over 200 pounds, depends on what I ate for dinner the night before. This man is taking grown men who are 6'3, 6'4, 6'5, 6'6, 200 plus, 300 plus pounds, and moving them like sacks of flour. And at no point during that Green Bay game did he have that same drive, that same push. If you've ever done anything that hurt your ribs or abdominal area, then you know that the most difficult thing to do is create force from your core, which if you've ever tried to push somebody who's not just letting you push them, you need core strength to force that push. And he just couldn't beat anybody inside to the point where they just stopped putting him in the game at one point to save him from himself because he couldn't push the pocket. He couldn't close the inside and Aaron Jones just tore him up, up the gut all night long because Aaron Donald couldn't do anything. And because that's happening, Aaron Rodgers is hitting you with play actions. You don't know if they're going to run it or pass it, which makes it harder on you as a defense if you can't predict what the offense is going to do. And that really let them have that great of a performance. And I attribute a lot of that to Aaron Donald not being there to stop the run and create pressure on Aaron Rodgers because nobody else on that team could truly do it.
1: Those are great points, um, but I still think the Packers would have won regardless of Aaron Donald's health. I will say I they, they have.
0: I will say they wouldn't have won, but they wouldn't have looked as impressive as they did, especially considering yeah. they only won that game by two touchdowns against uh, Aaron, I against the Aaron Donaldless Rams, who had. Um, uh, I can't even remember his name right now. He's so deep in quarterback obscurity right now. Um the Rams Jared Goff. Jared Goff. And then they let they lost by two scores, or one only by two scores to Jared Goff with a messed up thumb on his throwing hand and no Aaron Donald on the defensive line. And if that's the case, then next week against a much more game Bills defense and Josh Allen, who is healthy, is I'm sorry, not Josh Allen, against Tom Brady, who is healthy, and a game defense is gonna be a lot tougher next week. And all I can say is history tells me not to bet against Tom Brady in the AFC or in a championship game.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um all right, let's let's jump to the AFC. I was so disappointed to see the Ravens go out like they did um with Lamar. Um, getting hurt. I do like what the Bills are doing this year, so I'm not going to be too sad that they want, but I, I definitely wanted the Ravens to make some noise in this playoffs. What are you thinking?
0: Um, I like Lamar. I like John Harbaugh. I have a very healthy level of respect for the Ravens and their organization. But Honestly, I'm su- first and foremost, I'm surprised they even beat Tennessee the week before, if we're going to be completely honest here. I didn't think they would be able to bow up and stop the run. I think Tennessee decommitted from the run way too early, and three years later, I'm still questioning Lamar Jackson's abilities as a passer.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think the... A big reason why we're still questioning is because of the way the offense is run through the Jackson. It's such a run-heavy type of offense. I think he has the ability to throw the ball, but he's not given as many opportunities because his legs are so prolific. I think the offensive coordinator needs to sit down with him um in the off season and like really start developing some packages that get him comfortable using his arm more so that we can see the quarterback that that he really is.
0: Hmm. And I'll be interested to see how that develops over the course of this off season because I saw a breakdown of Lamar Jackson's passing ability that basically just to sum it all up was that he's not great at reading defenses and making decisions. He just has such a strong throwing arm and such a quick release with the ball that he's was previously able to just get it out into the open guy quick enough for them to be able to make a play and do something spectacular. And that was what led to a lot of his um, second year success that led to him being named as a MVP. But I think we've seen defenses kind of adjust to that, uh, know a little bit more of what to expect. And they've let that offense get stagnant. Everybody knows what's going to happen. They're going to hand it off. They're going to fake the handoff and let Lamar run it. And if that fails, they might try some play action. I think they need a little yeah, bit more fair. variety, a little bit more mix-up. and
1: uh, Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm saying as well. They yeah. need to go back to, to the drawing board and, and figure out some um, some route concepts that Lamar can read quickly and show off his arm talent.
0: Even if it's as simple as let's run plays to get Lamar easy throws to get it to a man in space and let him make a play, great. And then if you want to mix in your intermediate and deep passes as mostly play actions or give them a run look and then run it as a straight-up pass, Great. But you you got to get out of doing the same thing every week, because when you get to the playoffs and these teams have seen you do this 16 times over 17 weeks and they have ample time to break down and focus on just you, not what we've got coming up after that, not we got to get through this week and then get to the next week. Like, no, in the playoffs, this week is the only week that exists focus levels are substantially higher and you know that's when you gotta empty out your bag of tricks you know and Ravens didn't look like they did that last week now mind you Lamar getting knocked out early doesn't help him but even before that they did not look all that great and there was a reason when he got laid out he was laying in his own end zone
1: yeah uh it's just tough to see. Let's move on to the Browns and the Chiefs. Um, this was a lot closer than I thought it would um, for various reasons. Yes, Mahomes got hurt. Um, but the Browns just haven't made it onto my radar just yet. But I'm not, and this isn't a slight to them. I think they just have just a little bit of a ways to go before they can really make some noise in the NFL.
0: I don't think they have that far to go. I think that they could have won that game yesterday. But once again, just defense very rarely makes the headlines. So things that you don't get noted or they don't talk about uh, the morning after, the fact that Miles Garrett, again, major force on that defensive line, much like Aaron Donald for – the LA Rams was hurt that game. Sat out for some very, very crucial plays. I'll say which is a huge thing when that is literally the most prolific player on your entire defense. A guy that can push the pocket from the outside and put a lot of pressure on a quarterback, whether it's uh Patrick Mahomes or the backup quarterback that came in, Chad Henney and cleaned up duty. Uh, Chad Henney does not get that rollout, get to the outside and pick up first down if Miles Garrett is in that game healthy and running him down from the front or backside. That's like I just refuse to believe if Miles Garrett was on that field in playable condition that Chad Henney would have made that play to end that game the way it ended, and we would be talking about the Browns having a chance to go to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's a lot of ifs, uh, especially versus the Chiefs, who may not have been playing their best of the last maybe five or so weeks, but they still have the most prolific quarterback we might have ever seen in our lifetimes. uh, Remember,
0: we talked about this before the game. Their entire season has looked, aside from Patrick Mahomes getting knocked out, has looked like this. I'll say a number of close – ugly games where the nba has just finally started to catch up to them defensively and i think teams are better adjusted and have a better idea of what to expect now you can't always stop it mind you which is precisely why they won almost every game but when you play great teams that's you know is your best guy on the field yes we're probably gonna win no probably not and this weekend um Both teams' best guys went down on their opposing sides. And when it came down to it, it just so happens that, you know, the guy that they needed to make the play on defense wasn't there and his fill-in wasn't quite as ready as the fill-in that Kansas City had for their guy. Which shout-out to Chad Henney, by the way, for making the plays to win the game. Not saying that Cleveland lost this game and Chiefs didn't win it because he came out, made the plays, he made the smart decision to go ahead and scramble and pick up the first versus trying to throw it out of bounds or force a throw for first down, which takes a lot of heart and a lot of courage, and they definitely worked their butts off and earned that win. I just feel like with the way Cleveland was playing them tough throughout the, most of the game, that I think all parts equal, everybody healthy out on the field, that Cleveland, with Miles Garrett in for that last drive, stood a better shot to win that game, or at least put themselves in position to try to go to OT.
1: Yeah, that's that's a reasonable thing to say. Um, but who do you have in the conference championships? I got, I got um, Packers, and I got Chiefs.
0: I've got the Bucks. Because, you know, I there, there's no way Tom Brady is not going to take full advantage of the opportunity the first year he's away from New England's, New England, the Patriots, and Bill Belichick. His first opportunity to show, hey, it wasn't just Bill Belichick's system that it was why I was winning. It was because I was in Bill Belichick's system is because why we were winning. And I think he's going to be full. He's not going to say it. He'll never mention it. It'll never come out of his mouth. He probably won't even mention it to his friends. The only person who will probably be willing to back this up is at most maybe Giselle and uh, and um, his trainer. Giselle, his trainer and uh, Ben Affleck.
1: Why Ben Affleck? Yeah,
0: Ben Affleck. Because, you know, that's that's his Boston boy right there.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Say those are the people he'll admit to that he really, really wanted to win that first ring without Bill Belichick to show how great he really is.
1: Okay, so, so what are your picks?
0: I got uh, Bucks going, and I feel like they're gonna win the championship. Now, I am holding off on saying anything for the AFC championship until Patrick Mahomes clears or does not clear concussion protocols. I think he clears them. My money's on the Chiefs. He doesn't clear them blatantly on the Bills.
1: So here's the thing that's, I think, working against Tom Brady the most is literally just the location of the Super Bowl. Why is that? There's no team, because there's no team that's ever hosted a, like, had the Super Bowl in their hometown. And
0: how much history has Tom Brady made over his entire career?
1: I'm just saying, man. And then
0: what eight. better way to cap off your first year in Tampa Bay by winning a Super Bowl in the city? Like, not only did I bring y'all back a Super Bowl, I brought it to you in the city. You don't even got to go pick it up. It's here already. It's in the locker room. Yeah, the,
1: don't, does the parade start right after right, the game.
0: During the game, they will be parading in the stands. <laughs>
1: That's I don't know. I just can't. Uh, I just can't I can't get jiggy with that.
0: So I think, you know, the one like the one real mark against Tom Brady all season was that Tampa Bay loves to throw the deep ball and he was trashed with the deep ball the majority of the beginning of the season. But then clearly we saw as soon as they got everything together, as soon as they got all everybody on one page, they have been tearing folks up with the deep ball on this back end of the season. It's not a weakness anymore. It's not something that can really be exploited. And I just history has taught us don't bet against Tom.
1: Yeah, that's fair. We'll see. Um, yeah, Mahomes has clear concussion protocols to so really get an accurate, um, an accurate prediction. But um, that's that's good for the NFL. Uh, I think. I think we're good on the NBA as well, unless you want to say something about the Grizzlies or the Lakers or the Nets, because those are our teams and the team that everyone's talking about. Oh,
0: you know, I would love to uh, get in on them Grizzlies and how, you know, everybody doubted us. Uh, People were yelling after the first three or four games, go ahead and start tanking for a top pick. And here we are, you know, uh, Comfortably nestled into the uh, number seven spot right now, only just getting John ja Morant back. Still don't have Jaron uh-huh. Jackson Jr. back. Still don't have Justice uh-huh. Winslow back. So guess what? We are—he's never
1: coming back. He is, and that man is—I don't think that man has played more than thirty games in in his NBA career.
0: I'm more than certain he has, but again, he'll be back. He'll be back. Triple J will be back. And even if Justice Winslow doesn't come back, I uh, I absolutely adore and enamored with the unprecedented growth of the game of Kyle Anderson that I almost don't even know that I want Justice Winslow back. Because Kyle Anderson right now looks like he wants to be the number three guy. He really and truly does. He has been running the offense in the absence of John Morant. Uh, I'm pretty sure while John's been out, he's led the team in assists. Uh, He's also been one of the top, I believe, two or three guys on the team in rebounds in addition. Um, He can play realistically one through small ball four, and he plays the game smart. He's not forcing stupid Dylan Brooks-type shots. Um, he's not basking too much in this moment, but taking hold of it firmly and saying, hey, look, until Ja gets back, I got us to the best of our ability. We're not going to win every game, but we're going to be out here and compete, look good doing it, and you know, not embarrass us or this city while we still try to be one of the best teams in the league, which we think we are. And, you know, I love it. I love their fighting for that playoff spot versus caving in and being a victim of their circumstances and situation and still fighting like the dogs that we got and we love.
1: Anything on the Nets or the Lakers?
0: The Nets, all I'm going to say is I'm going to go on record here. I don't know if I spoke about this on our pod when he went out, but I can say – I was one of those people who uh, did not have a lot of great things to say about Kyrie Irving in his absence and the way he took his absence. And a big part of that is in light of how he chooses to project himself during, you know, the little bit of interaction, not interaction, but the little bit of look that we get at Kyrie Irving. And he's made himself appear to be, a way that most people that know him would probably be willing to admit that he's not. And it's tough to see that mostly the media, but also Kai has his own hand in it in creating these negative storylines and assumptions about him and his character and who he is. And I think we should all just take a second step back and look in the mirror. Like haven't you needed a break, haven't you ever been in a position where your job, your life, your family, whatever situation you've got going on has stressed you out so bad that you just wish you could just take a break from everything? Just step out of the limelight. So how can you possibly be mad at this man for taking the opportunity that he has worked his butt off for for the entirety of his life to be in a position to do something like that? Like I got I had to sit down, really think about it, take a look at what was going on. And just kind of check myself in that moment, which I wish so many of these um, sports radio, sports broadcast, sports TV personalities, anchors and whatnot, would take the time to do themselves. And just look in the mirror before you look at somebody else and cast judgment. Because the point really snapped for me when Stephen A. came on, it was like, you should think about retiring. I was just like, Stephen A., you should think about retiring, first and foremost.
1: I can't stand that, man, at this point. Like, they're just... They, they're literally just throwing gasoline on whatever little spark they can find. Like we
0: got COVID going on. Um, NBA games are very competitive. Teams are improving drastically. Other teams are underperforming. I feel like we have enough headlines, storylines and things. If you look for actual meaningful content to avoid throwing out clickbait, sensationalized stories just because it's the quote-unquote hot topic. It's the hot topic because you're making us pay attention to it. If you're talking to us about how Cleveland has made a huge turnaround this season and actually looked confident for once without LeBron James attached to the organization, that's a storyline. We could talk about how the Toronto Raptors are underperforming and try to analyze and break down what the big difference is, aside from losing Serge Ibaka and Mark Gasol, which might be the big difference, and break that down. We could talk about how uh, the Clippers are essentially turning this into their own revenge season for how they feel like they did themselves last year and the way they ended the playoffs. Like We have enough storylines to talk about meaningful, actual basketball-related topics to where we don't have to spend four or five days talking about what we think the repercussions and what's going on. And why Kyrie Irving didn't tell the Brooklyn Nets that he needed to leave for some personal time. Let them handle that. Steve said he all right. Katie said he all right. James Harden don't care as long as you get him a burger and some strippers.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, you said a lot of what I would, would say about Kyrie. Um, I just want to add one thing it's like, it's just really none of our business.
0: Yes that is the keyest the most key factor
1: like just let that man perform at his job however he feels comfortable doing it like you're literally talking about someone's job like i know we're talking about people's jobs right now but we're talking about what happened on the field we're not talking about their them personally we're not talking about their psychopathy or what if they are being a good person or not We're talking about what they do when they're working and they're inside those lines and nothing more. Beyond that, it's none of my business, and I will never criticize or even at this point, I don't even want to comment on what someone decides to do when they are not at work.
0: Precisely, because I don't need you talking about what I do when I'm not on this microphone.
1: Exactly. All right. I think that's cool. Anything, anything on the Lakers? Uh,
0: yeah, I'm actually going to say um, I'm surprised I was very wrong. They have started this season with a lot more umph and try hard than I predicted they would. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it has to do with some of the uh, fresh new pieces that they brought in this year. Uh, guys like mm-hmm. Mark Gasol, who didn't make it deep into the playoffs last year, had some time to rest. Uh, same thing with Wesley Matthews. Dennis Schroeder like they uh, got some guys out there who basically didn't exhaust themselves through the bubble entirely and can give them a little bit of fresh body fresh minutes moving forward this season and I think have used that to say we're going to come out and be for real for all 72 ain't no breaks ain't no layovers ain't no layoffs because nobody has taken a uh, rest game yet as far as I know.
1: Well, LeBron and A D have kind of been sneaking in rest games, but uh nothing nothing no like they literally just missed like the either the front or the back end of a back to back and it's it's not a big right. deal.
0: So yeah, I am uh am impressed with what I'm seeing. And I think I might have to um admit my wrongness about them not finishing at oh oh Oh, I, I'm gonna stop because I forgot you're behind on this game. But um, <laughs> I foresee them holding down that number one spot through the season if they can uh keep this up because they've played
1: oh, come on, beautifully
0: Thomas. so far through the season. Aside from you know a couple of blemishes here and there, but you know it's the NBA. Everybody's yeah. got a couple of blemishes,
1: right? Um, yeah, I think yeah. Like I said before, I don't think that they care about where they're seated. I think they care about health, and they care about continuity as far as being together as a team on the same page uh, when it's time for for playoffs Mm -hmm. to start.
0: I also love – I don't know if I love this or hate it, but they don't look like they were just playing basketball at the highest level with the highest intensity a couple of months ago.
1: Mm-hmm. they Exactly. Like they look. They look good. They look, like from what I think they don't look tired. They look like they're. They look engaged. Wonder, they look like they're having fun. I wonder
0: if LeBron gave everybody a spreadsheet on what to do before the season starts back up to be ready.
1: Um. Yeah. Because everybody looks ready. There's not a player that doesn't didn't look like that. He needed a few games to get get his win, get his legs. And on. I'm not gonna
0: lie. Like I think they took Kate, the. KCP was questionable. Kyle Kuzma for sure was somebody I just knew was gonna come out with the championship hangover. But um that new contract revitalized them, and I guess uh him and Rob and Jeannie and probably LeBron had to sit down and talk. Like, look, you had a chance to be the future. These next one to two years are gonna show us if you are.
1: Yeah, that's, that's very important because they um, definitely the Kuzma contract is a bet on is a bet on himself contract where he can come out of this getting like a hundred million um, or a veteran minimum. Yep. So he's got to play. You
0: know what I'm saying I always love when guys bet on themselves. The contract's a little bit. <laughs> Longer than I would have liked for a bet on yourself contract. You know what I mean? A nice little two year deal probably would have been fine. If you could have swung a one and one, but hey, you know what Get your money. You get to stay in L A. You probably loves being in L A. uh You lock yourself mm-hmm. in, uh, basically. Lock-
1: and you get to be a Laker with LeBron. And James. Anthony, I was
0: just gonna say you get to be a Laker with LeBron James for at least another one or two years. You get the rest of your contract with AD, so you know you're going to have somebody, at least one or two players, who can really, really hold it down and help you grow into the role you hope to take on. And like You know what? It's a great spot to be in. You're in LA. You got LeBron on one side. You got AD on the other side. And you look great. Like, your future's looking up. Yeah, that's all I got, man. Uh, Grizzlies on a tear. Watch out for them because, like I said, they're only going to get healthier, get better, and grow in continuity, especially with Ja getting back now. Triple J on the way. Uh, Justice Winslow might not be too far behind him. I am uh,
1: He's not I'm funny, looking man.
0: forward to the rest of this season.
1: Yeah, I am too. I think it's going to be a good season, even though it's uh, shortened. Playoffs are going to be good. I can't wait. Um, I'm going to definitely be watching a lot more games um, in February and March to really get a a good idea of what to expect in the playoffs. So I'm excited for for the rest of this year.
0: So you're still feeling strong on your – Any any other
1: words for you, Kenny? Um. Well, that's cooled off just a little bit. But if the Suns keep up their um their seeding, then he has to be in the conversation. Embiid has come out with some fire. That's kind of uh throwing throwing some water on my on my guys. But um. But we'll see. Um. I still. I'm still gonna. I'm not gonna cash out my bets just yet. I'm gonna hold tight with Steph and and Devin, and uh, we'll see what happens.
0: Okay. Also, yeah, shout out to Embiid for uh putting together what might be his uh first attempt to bring the MVP talks back to the big man reigns. Because when was the last time we really talked about a big man being a potential MVP? Like AD? Like right, a like an actual center. Like AD, he plays some center, but he a yeah. power forward. And plus, everybody knows as long as LeBron's there, he's probably not going to get an MVP. Uh, Giannis... He's still a tweener to me. Like, he's not really a big. He's a wing that can play like a big, but I still just don't really feel like he's a big. He handles the ball too much.
1: Yeah, once, yeah, once, if, if Giannis got like three to five t- post touches a game, I'd call him a big. But
0: most of his touches are mid range outside three. You're not playing big, you're just a really big mm-hmm. wing.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're like Magic Johnson. Like a, just a really big
0: guard. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, let's get out of here, Kenny. Any, uh, any last uh, words?
0: Yeah, I looked it up. Justice Winslow has only ever played less than 60 games twice in his one, two, three, five-year career so far. He was out last year with you know, that hip injury that's held him out for a while, which I never mind a guy getting completely healthy before trying to come back and push back way too early and re injury. him. And so aside from that, um, he was injured his second year out, and that's really it. So I like mm. him to be back.
1: I don't. But we'll, we'll see. Indeed. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, Thanks again for listening. Like Kenny said earlier in the pod, follow us on the socials. Um, Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Take care.
0: And more tune for your head top. So watch how you speak on my name, you know?